woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks. Your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors, brought to you by Andrews Diesel and Automotive, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Titan Leafy Suits, Street Seafood and Meat Market, Medicare Insurance Advisors, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We've got a good show lined up for you. And uh, before we get started, I want to tell you, we're going to give away a Boston butt right mm-hmm. now to uh, the third caller at 694-1055. The Boston butt's provided by our good friends at Street Seafood and Meat Market located in Baymanette on Highway 31. So good luck and uh I mean, it's not cooked. Now, you got to cook it, but uh, you can win one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say this. If they can cook it as good as you can, then they're going to enjoy it. Well, that's, if they can't, they can hire me to cook yeah, it. Yeah, well, How's it's that? definitely quality meat. And, uh, and and like I say, if they can cook like you can, oh, well, thank it'll you. be good. I know that. So. Uh, oh, it's a great time this time of year to, uh, to do some work on your food plots. I want to remind everybody, if you've just got to bush hog this month, to please watch out for those turkey nests. Do a little survey before you start or, you know, watch out in front of you because uh, if you see a turkey nest, leave it alone, avoid it, go around it, and leave it alone. So, yeah, you know, Alan, there's also probably some already but you know within a couple of weeks there'll be a lot of little turkeys out on the ground too that's so right we hope it so. ain't just a nest you might could run over some small turkeys yeah. too so. i like to leave my food plots high and grassy for the poults to run around in and be protected from the hawks yeah and they also get a lot of bugs that way and that's, that's what right. they live on the first few weeks that's you know? right uh, they can't eat plants uh for the first few i think it's five or six days or i don't know but uh they they depend on bugs, and you got to provide a place for those bugs to be. And a big, tall, f- grassy food plot is a perfect place for that mama hen to That's take right. them through there. Hey, I don't know if you've ever watched this. When they're a little bit too high and they can't reach them, the, the mama hen will jump up and <laughs> knock stuff down That's for, right. the, for the little ones. It's pretty neat to watch them. Yeah, yeah I've never seen that. It's, so. it's amazing. Nature is amazing. Also, it's a great time to put some uh, lime on your plots. If you hadn't done that and correct your pH, it's important for your fall uh, kill plots to have that pH right. And there's no better way to have that lime applied except for liquid lime. And and my favorite place to get liquid lime and liquid fertilizer is plantagriproducts.com. And uh, they've got all kinds of products on that. Uh, website not only lime and fertilize but a lot of other things that can help you out so it's really easy to do less waste and less cost to uh, try that liquid uh, lime and liquid fertilizer this year all right our um, delta report uh, both of our reporters both mr don green and captain wayne miller are out of town and they're fishing so they're, they both don't have a signal. <laughs> I mean, Wayne is on uh, Pickwick Lake. Good luck to him. And uh, Don is on Kissimmee. 
Yeah, both uh, both of them are on some big time lakes. Yeah, you know, they, everybody's fishing, but me and you. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, we I did call uh, Hubbard's Landing. Uh, she said that the water is down below the the uh, piers and it's clear. So uh, that's good news. And uh, I've seen a lot of Facebook posts of people catching crappie <coughs> and brown uh, this this week on on the delta. So. If you get a chance, now's the time to go. That's right. That's right. This full moon, it ought to be wide open. So I wonder what it's doing with saltwater fishing. We'll, we'll get a report here from David and from yep. Bobby uh, what this full moon's doing. David Thornton. Fishing. David Thornton is with us now to give us a report on pier fishing off the coast and the piers of our Alabama coast. How you doing, David? I'm great, Alan. Yeah, I wish I was fishing like those other guys <laughs> on this wonderful weather we're having. <laughs> it is a beautiful weather this week, isn't it? It it really is. Yeah, stellar week. You know, it looks like looking at the forecast, like we're going to slip into some almost summer-like weather next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, this weekend looks pretty good with the uh, the flying the ointment is a little bit of a front moving in that may disrupt things for. Looks like maybe Saturday afternoon late, but uh, so you know the tides are improving. We've got more tidal flow um, this week and all the way through next week. So it's really prime time. Full moon in May is is usually when everything starts clicking. Freshwater, saltwater, um, you know, along the beaches, mm-hmm. uh, Pompano Run is in full force, and speckled trout are out on the beaches. The water, like you mentioned, you know, from uh, Upriver, uh, the rivers are falling, and and now that the winds quit blowing, the waters on the Gulf beaches are starting to clear, and uh, speckled trout being caught at the Gulf State Park Pier today, things like that. You know, so it's a lot going on all around. Um, good time to be to be fishing, especially the the mornings are looking real good because we've got rising tides every morning, and then it peaks about midday, and you you can fish in afternoon. Uh, through the afternoon, you can fish a falling tide. So, you know, early in the morning, late in the evening, we're starting to get into that summery type pattern with that. I love to fish a falling tide in the in the afternoons. Um, that's one of my favorite situations to fish in. Seems like I have better luck then. At at times, yeah. It, it for a variety of different fish. Um, some buddies of mine fished Perdido Pass the other evening, caught bluefish on the falling tide. Uh, the the ladyfish haven't gotten really thick yet, so, you know, there's more game fish like bluefish and Spanish mackerel. Uh, more Spanish mackerel on the incoming tide, but like you mentioned, those falling tides are real good for, like, uh, jigging along the beaches for uh, flounder and pompano, um, speckled trout, um, throwing sinking plugs and bouncing grubs off the bottom on the beaches. It's a good time of year because you've got, you know, either early or late in the day, you, you've got good options to uh, focus in on those trout. Is it a good time for flounder along the beach? I think so. They seem to be just about everywhere this year. You know, we kind of moaned for several years there what's going on with the flounder and, you know, wow, they're really back this year. Uh, we've seen good effort with the flounder this year with the Alabama Coastal Fishermen's Association. We've had them in all uh, three of our tournaments so far, and and they a guy brought in a five-and-a-half pounder at our April tournament a few weeks ago. Murphy. 
mercy. So there's some good flounder showing up already. Yeah, it sounds like it. Hey, you, you mentioned about the speckled trout on the beaches, and, and that's something I really enjoy. Is like when I lived at Dolphin Island, I used to like to get down there near the West End and and wait out there about waist deep water early in the morning. But but you mentioned the winds and stuff. That water clarity is really a key to catching those fish early in the morning like that. And yeah, I could never catch. Dumb trout when the water was stained but when it was clear you know it seemed like the fishing was so much better yeah if it if it is stained um you know i'll go with the top water or something shiny like a silver spoon um that's fished fairly high in the water column and that way if the if the fish usually the fish will be suspended if they're feeding and they can react you know you get those reaction bites to that top water either popping on the surface or the flash of, of a spoon coming through. And then as the water clears up, I like to go to those, um, you know, the, the jerk baits and the slow sinking mirror lures and stuff like that, that really kind of can, can turn them on from a distance. You know, these fish, you could be fishing in eight feet of water, and if they're on bottom, they see that, you know, lure just kind of looking like a crippled minnow above their head, and they'll come up and grab it. Oh, yeah, you're and, right. And like you said, yeah, this is a perfect time of year for, you know, wade fishing. Yeah, uh, the water temperature's ideal in the mm-hmm. mid-70s, low, you know, 72 to 76. So it, it really is a, a good time to be out in the water. And, um, you know, especially the, the mornings, like you mentioned, uh, a lot of it looks like through this weekend and on into the next week, we're not going to have much wind. So that's real conducive to that top water bite. Um, you know, like you say, the West End or Dauphin Island's a good area. Um, and also around uh, Pelican Bay and, and the Pelican Peninsula in the middle of the island and even the East End Jetty sometimes if the tide isn't running too strong. And then all along the Fort Morgan Peninsula, um, you, we've got, you know, good setup with those fish moving along those uh Beach sandbars, you know, and the and the, the trough sometimes right off the beach will be about four feet deep, and that's really all those trout need early in the morning like that. And and with the with the moon coming off full moon uh, Friday, you know, you will have moon in the early morning. You'll have, still have that full moon, so you could start even before daylight and and start uh, top water chugging uh, along the beaches, and uh, should have good action with the trout. That sounds good. Now, the Alabama Coastal Fishermen's Association meeting is tonight in Mobile. Tell us about that. That's right. And, and in fact, Bobby Averscato is going to be our feature speaker tonight, so I'm sure he can drop by and give us some good tips on spring fishing. And uh, we're also going to have a guy from Georgia's Water Sports come talk to us about uh, the uh, motor maintenance for our, for our okay. boaters. That sounds good, and it's free admission. Everybody's welcome. Takes place at six o'clock tonight at Moe's Barbecue in downtown Mobile. Y'all look it up. Thank you, David. I appreciate the report, man. All right, we're also going to have the United Cerebral Palsy there talking about their UCP tournament with us this Saturday. Well, good deal. There's several tournaments coming up. We'll be covering all of them. Thank you, sir. It's that time of year. Yes, you bet. <laughs> We'll be right back with Captain Bobby Abiscato and a report from Miller's Ferry right after this.
your college football fix all year long on the Chuck Oliver Show. The king of college football brings you two hours of local college football talk throughout the year with the biggest experts from across the nation and exclusive interviews with the coaches and players you want to hear from. It's the college football talk you deserve on the Chuck Oliver Show. Weekdays from 1 to 3 and evenings from 8 to 10 on WNSP. Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's Dining Room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. Are you over or approaching 65, working and trying to figure out if getting on Medicare is the right choice? If you're confused with your current Medicare coverage and want to talk to somebody local, Aiden Marks at Medicare Insurance Advisors is an independent agent that has been helping folks with their Medicare since 2009. Aiden has helped hundreds of individuals in Mobile and Baldwin County, located on Highway 98 in Daphne near Terry Thompson, and there's never a fee for his service. Call 251-463-0031 or visit medicareinsurance-advisors.com. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 170. With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. If you need a building for commercial, storage, church, or industrial use, Kimco Metal Buildings has been providing the highest quality steel structures for over 50 years. I'm Scott Armstrong with Kimco. We will meet or exceed the ever-changing building code requirements and help smooth out the construction process. Come see us on Pollard Road in Daphne. Call us at 626-0594 or visit KimcoBuildings.com. That's K-E-M-K-O. Our goal is to exceed your expectations. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We're going to give away a gift certificate for $20 to Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. Man, I'm telling you, if you can't find something you want or need in this store, you just, you must be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great store. It is. I it love is. going in there. Anyway, take the third caller at 694-1055, 694-1055 for a $20 gift certificate to Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. All right, Captain Bobby Abrascado is with us uh, with our report. Bobby, I hope your ears were burning because David Thornton and I were talking earlier about you uh, being the speaker tonight at the uh, AFCO. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. That's 
Uh, if you've never been to one of the meetings, you really ought to go check it out. It's, you don't have to join. You don't have to pay anything. If you just want to show up and, you know, listen to the speakers and see what it's all about, you can show up. If you do want to join, it's the best deal in town. Um, uh, it's 50 or 60 bucks a ho- for the whole year for your family. And you can go to, you still can go to any meeting, but they, they have, you know, if you're interested in inshore saltwater fishing, you know, you're going to be around a bunch of people that are interested in it. And you really can learn a lot. I, I, uh, you know, way back, way, 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 way back when I was young, um, that's, you know, going to club meetings was, man, I learned so much uh, going to those and listening, rubbing elbows with people that that did what I do, and um, you know, it's it's just a, a, a great you know time. And um, again, the venue that they put it on down at at Moe's is just fantastic. Uh, you get a lot of visual aids, and it's just a lot of fun. So if you get a chance, just check it out. It's like six uh, six or so tonight. Um, you know, again, you don't have to join, don't have to pay anything. Just show up and and enjoy the meeting. Well, Bobby, it's the full moon in May, so I guess that means your, your time is wide open right now. So. It is wide open, my friend. I'm telling you, man, I, I just love this time of year, and I know you guys are early risers being outdoorsmen, and uh, I was joking with the crew this morning. We, we've we been waiting a lot in the last uh, week, or last really last couple weeks. I just love this time of year to get in the water. There's big trout get right up on the beach, you know, and they're 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 aggressive on these moons. But I was joking with the crew, uh, crew this morning. We got in the water before sunrise, but it was so bright. I said, you know, guys, that moon's so bright. We ought to probably go ahead and put our sunscreen on before <laughs> the sun even comes up. That's how bright it was. And uh, you know, we got two or three more days, or about three or four more days of the this moon activity with trout. And um, when they do that, they gather up in these schools where you're catching. You know, sometimes you're catching three or four casts in a row, uh, catching, you know, like a 16- or 18-inch fish, and then just like we've had happen in the last few days, right in the middle of that, somebody catches just a big slob of a female trout, and um, and that's what's going on when they start doing these, this spawning thing. We caught every single fish today, and most of the fish in the last uh, few days on top water, and, um, and then the slick lure works when the sun gets up just a little bit but everybody wanted to stay on top water lately because uh you know the action is just so good and it's just a great time of year to do that so that's going to continue through the weekend for sure uh you know that 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 uh if we get these high these you know the morning tide is coming in and um it you know the water comes up as the morning goes on which keeps the fish active well into the morning up on the beach or the areas that you're waiting uh you know so or, or you can fish out of the boat i just don't do as well out of the boat you know, when I'm in a foot or a foot and a half of water, you know, as much as you try to be quiet, um, you're just making a lot of noise. The boat itself is displacing water, and I think the fish pick up on that. Um, not that you can't catch them out of the boat, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, when you, if you really want to get sure enough, you know, get in there and get a chance to catch a big old trout or, 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 or a bunch of trout, you know, especially using top waters and that sort of thing, um, you, you ought to try, at least try wade fishing if you've never done it before. And I think that's what I'm going to talk about tonight because we've had just so many successful trips over the years. My biggest trout, my personal biggest trout, and a lot of my biggest trout that I've ever caught in my life have all been, you know, being in the water. And, um, and I just really, I know that there's something to that, um, especially like this time of year, like you guys were just talking about with this May full moon, because the water temperatures come together. Water temperatures is perfect for them to stay active. You got the moon activity. Uh, you got decent weather. You know, sometimes we'll have this period and we'll have 
crummy weather, but that's not the case right now. We've really had some really good stretches of weather. We have. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's been a lot of fun uh, the last several days. It's been a good spring so far. Man, I, I've really enjoyed this weather so far. I hate to see it turn hot next week, but it's, what, <laughs> it's coming, man. All right, Bobby. You know it's coming. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Look forward to hearing you tonight. Okay, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go check in with Joe Dunn up at Miller's Ferry and see what's happening up there. Joe, how's the water up there, man? How's the clarity? Oh, the river's looking great. Everything's looking good. We got a little influx. Some more water coming down. I reckon further up north that uh, it come back up. They started back running around the clock, but it that's not going to affect our fish really any. It's probably going to help it out, the one especially in this one shifting into the, some of that river mode. But you still got a lot of fish in the sloughs that's still spawning. We got some uh, fish that done spawn out and out in that ten foot, uh, eight to ten foot tops, and you got some that moved out on the river ledge. So you got them in all phases right now. Huh. And it's uh, after the spawn, pretty much after the spawn happening for crappie right now, huh? Well, yeah, like I said, most of us found out there's some that okay. had no. We caught a good many the other week that still had eggs, so uh, it's still going on and got a lot of the, the shad spawn is happening right now. Uh, having a lot of mayflies out right now, too. I've seen a couple of hatches of those even already. So, you know, it's the brim are going on the bed this morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just really fishing is wide open this month and uh it's just good should be able to find a lot of brim on the bed under this full moon this weekend yeah that's right we we, uh actually we was catching some you know while we were you know trying for crappie and we i could tell in that sum up shallow you'd have a little peck 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 keep throwing in all sudden you catch a, a pretty good sized brim on a crappie jig. <laughs> yeah, are the bass pretty much in the same stage as a crappie, where some of them have spawned and some of them are still spawning? Or what would you say about those? Uh, those are uh, the bass are pretty much done spawned out now. Okay, because they, they hit a they they were more susceptible that warm weather you know we had in February and got them cranked up early, but. I'd say they're getting close to the very end for sure. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Would they be starting to move out of those sloughs and kind of getting on the points by the river and stuff now? Yeah, your secondary type structures be where you'd be looking for them. That they'll still be in there, but as long as you got some deeper water and uh, you know that shad spawn is going on, they'll be chasing those. Uh, everything's gonna hold in there for probably another, uh, you know probably the rest of this month probably and then starting in you know uh, june everything will be going shifting more to the points and ledges and and deeper structure then right on the edge of the creek channels then joe what kind of bass lure would you be using this uh during this month for bass there uh you know early in the morning you to use a, a you know top water stuff around those grass beds and all where you can catch maybe a shad spawn going on some top water whether it be a buzz bait or a frog or or something like that or then maybe a 
you know, a white swim jig or a jerk bait, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then this thing move on, come out a little bit and get you some of those shallow running crank baits and stuff like that. And then as the sun comes up on that other structure and then flip into it with a lizard or a worm or something, when uh, they the sun gets up and they go holding, you know, tight to that cover then. And then, uh, you know, I fish some kind of crankbait too, still out in the, those cuts right in the edge of the river, some of those spots out there. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, how is the catfishing doing, and are y'all using jugs on short lines now? Well, yeah, some in some places with the flats that's got current, I would say, still the short lines are going to work in there. Yeah. But I would be ready once they start uh, when they like they did last week, cutting the water on and off. Uh, that, that's when I got start looking at those long lines and start moving out of the river. I'm sure you catch some of the long lines too right now. Okay, well, good deal. Now, are they pulling water during the day nowadays? Yes, this whole week I've been pulling around the clock. Oh, yeah. uh, the week before they were cutting it on and off, but now they're pulling around the clock. Like I said, we got some uh, water up north somewhere come down. I got you. All right, Joe, you have a great weekend, man. Thank you. Y'all too. Too. All right, we're going to be back in just a minute with a special guest uh, uh, from River Bottom Retrievers, Mr. Kyle Scully, will be with us. Just stick around. Archive for Lee Trevanian previewing tomorrow's edition of the opening kickoff. We're hitting the road. Yeah, our final championship drive will take us right up the street to McGill Tulin, talking with some of the coaches. Mark, you can better tell me who do we have planned to join us. Well, as always, we'll be talking to coaches and players at McGill, including the new football coach, David Faulkner, as the Yellow Jackets start spring practice. And, of course, all the anarchy that is the opening kickoff. Join us tomorrow. The opening kickoff with Mark and Lee, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on WNSP. Andrews Diesel and Automotive on Highway 31 in Spanish Fort is expanding, and they're looking for two technicians with big truck and or equipment experience to join their family of top professionals. Andrews Diesel and Automotive offers excellent pay, vacation, sick days, retirement, insurance, and paid holidays. Apply at 11349 Highway 181 in Spanish Fort or call 591-1596 to set up an interview. Andrews Diesel and Automotive, an equal opportunity employer. That's right. You voted for all your favorite bars, restaurants, bands, teachers, media folks, politicos, and just about everything else under the sun during the nomination period of Laniap's 21st Annual Reader's Choice Award. We've been counting and counting, and now the counting is done. And now through May 28th, we need you to head on over to votenappies.com and start voting again to help us determine the best of the best in such exciting categories as Quintessential Mobilian and Baldwinian, Cutest Cat... (laughs) 
and most adorable dog. And the highly coveted best hoo-ha doctor. All of the voting is online only, so head on over to votenappies.com and get to it. And of course, you'll find all of the usual, unusual news, investigative reporting, commentary, cuisine, sports, and arts and entertainment coverage you've come to expect from your local newspaper. And the new issue is on stands now. So pick up a Lanyap today or venture to lanyapmobile.com and help keep Mobile funky. I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. For matters in Tennessee, visit CordellCordell.com. 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. With a few simple clicks, NordVPN will block online trackers, secure your devices from malware-infected downloads, and block access to malicious websites. With NordVPN, enjoy internet without trackers, without malicious websites, without malware-ridden files. Be more cyber zen. Take advantage of our special offer now at nordvpn.com. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max, and our special guest today from River Bottom Retrievers is Kyle Scully. Kyle, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Yes, sir, anytime. Listen, uh... I just want to kind of introduce you to the, to my audience. Uh, how long have you been training dogs? Oh, full time, about uh, eight years now. I went to went to work for the original owner of River Bottom and uh, worked for him for several years. Then was given the opportunity to take over the operation, and that was about oh about four years ago. And it's just been you know living the dream ever since. <laughs> well, I know you enjoy it. Uh, I love to, yeah. to train dogs, and I'm no good at it at all, but <laughs> I try. Uh, so where's your place located? It's in Baldwin County, right? Yes, sir. We're about halfway between Somerdale and Fairhope off of uh, County Road 32. Okay. Hey, I know where that is. Uh, do you train just retrievers, or do you train all types of dogs like discipline and all of that? Yeah, we'll do a medium breeding up. Okay. Uh, basically, if you're if the dog's knee high, I'll take it on, uh, and we'll do obedience. It's a two month obedience program, and then we start with a basic gun dog program at four months, and then we'll take them as far as they'd like to go. Cool. And uh, you do field trials and all that with those gun dogs, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just finished up the Grand, um, which is our. It's twice a year. It's at uh, HRC International Grand. Uh, that's our big event of the year. I actually, my personal dog. Uh, was inducted into the HRC Hall of Fame. So he's about 101 of 130 um, of all time to be in that. So pretty pretty proud of him. But, yeah, we do uh, HRC and AKC uh, hunt tests. That's cool. Now, how long – let's let's talk about discipline training because a lot of listeners maybe may just want a good dog that they can walk around in the store with and not have to worry about them wandering off or being on a leash – and I've seen dogs like at Lowe's, not even on a leash, and they're so well-behaved. I know they've had some good training. 
So how long on average does it take for that kind of discipline? We do two months. Uh, just That gives us time to teach everything on a slip leash, and then we do collar condition to an e-collar. Um, and then gives us enough time to get some good repetition in so that when they go home, you know, we're not leaning so much on the uh, follow-through with the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to I want to send them home. And def- it definitely takes, you know, upholding that standard. But I want them to be pretty solid on it when they go home so it's not so much work on the owner when they get home. I found in my very limited experience that it's just as important to train the owner than it is to the dog <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the owner's got to get used to the same commands and doing, you know, he's got to learn how that dog thinks. And, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, so. You, you know, I'm going to say this. I got some friends that are really, you know, big time into waterfowl hunting and have had good dogs for a number of years. And as good as they are with dogs, they still sent their dogs to professional trainers. Yeah. And they said yeah. the investment was well worth it. You know, they, they, their Absolutely. dogs were way better than it had they just trained them themselves, you know. Well, you know, life gets in the way. We're all busy, you know, so it just works out that my 8 to 5 is allowed to, you know, work on that versus be sitting in a cubicle somewhere. So, you know, it's like anything. If you uh, you want the best, it's sometimes better just to invest in it and have it done by somebody who does it all day, every day. Well, well, I can see the difference in theirs. You know, when I've, I've hunted with other yeah, people absolutely. that just trained their own retrievers, and, and every now and then one of them is pretty good, but... These guys that have really went out of their way and, and went to people like you, you know, you can clearly see the difference out there when you're out there hunting with their dogs. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, what characteristics do you, you look for, like, in a dog if you want to train a retriever that you think, you know, hey, this dog's got really special talent. He'll do good at field trials. What characteristics are you looking for there? Well, back it on up even to just picking a puppy, honestly, my biggest thing is pick the litter, not the puppy. Um, you know, when we're looking for a litter of pups, I look for more than just, hey, their parents hunt. You know, I'm looking for hunt test, field trial backgrounds. Um, you know, it's not that you're going to necessarily be doing that with your dog, but I want some proof that they've, you know, they're trainable. You know, you know they, they've, they've been trained to a high level, so it's, it's They've shown that intelligence. So that's what I look for when I'm picking a puppy. Then taking them on to the, uh, you know, the, the competitive level, you're looking for a dog that marks well. Um, so instead of a dog that just marks the area, like a big area of where a bird fell, uh-huh. you know, we want to mark in almost like pinpoint areas. Uh-huh. And then a dog that's very biddable, that won't, wants to work well with you, um, you know, because a lot of it's blind retrieves. You know, in every series in the upper levels, you're going to have a blind retrieve. So, you know, you want a dog that will work well with you and trust you and will take your cast and your direction to the bird versus trying to, you know, just break away from you and do what they think they should be doing. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, on those tests and trials, there's no there's no uh, you know, e-collar being worn or anything like that. So there's no way to enforce the commands. You're giving your, your base solely on, like, you know, you and the dog's communication together. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a good tip. And, uh about picking out a puppy, it's more important to pick the litter. You're, I understand what you're saying, but uh, if you're going to pick out a puppy from a litter, are there any really tricks, or is it really depend on how the owner treats the dog? Is what kind of dog it's going to turn out to be? It's, it's some of both. Um, when I'm picking a puppy, I'm looking for one that will retrieve, you know, pretty naturally, take a ball or something with you and flip it out there. Mm-hmm. Not that they necessarily actually run out there, pick it up, and bring it back, mm-hmm. 
but just, just that they're interested in chasing it. That's, you know, a little bit of prey drive. Yeah. Um, another thing I like to do is pick a puppy up and kind of lay them over on their back, kind of hold them there. Mm-hmm. And it's not imperative that they don't react. It's just that I want them to get comfortable fairly quickly so that they are, you know, comfortable in, in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Uh, another thing I've seen people do, and I've actually never done this, but I've seen a lot of people do it, is, uh, you know, drop a, a dog bowl or something so that, you know, we're not trying to scare them, but, not, you know, from high enough that it makes enough noise that, you know, it's okay, again, for them to react, but I'm looking for them to go back and go check it out after they have reacted or, you know, just recover really well so that they're not going to be like a timid-type dog so that when something happens that they're not, you know, so sure of, we don't want them to be a big negative reaction. We want them to, you know, recover you know, quickly and easily. You know, you know that I raised Boykin Spaniels. I like those kind of dogs, and... uh from yes, the time from the time the litter's born, my wife and I try to make loud noises around them a lot. We try to, incur, you know, pick them up and human reaction, re, you know, human interaction as much as possible. So the the dogs go home with a new owner, uh, pretty much adjusted. So uh, yes, sir. Loud noises is important. If they're not around that, we introduce them to water. We introduce them to live birds. You know, and uh, yeah. so uh, I think that's a good good thing that, uh, you know, that you can look for in picking out a litter, picking out a puppy. Ask, the, ask the breeder what kind of conditioning he's doing with the dogs. Yes, sir. And, and, and being and raising them in the house typically just tends to, you know, or, or in, a, you know, in a controlled environment like that typically tends to be a cleaner dog. You know, when, yeah. when, when mom's cleaned up after them all the whole time and mm-hmm. they've, you go over, you see where they are, and they're just all spotless. Well, you're, you're, it, to me, it seems that house training is going to go quicker and easier. Yeah. They're just going to you know, want to keep those type of environments going. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about a few little problems that I personally have encountered with retrievers. How do you break a dog? Like uh, One of my dogs has developed, when he goes to get the bumper, he starts chomping on it, you know, chewing on it. I don't know how to break that. Is there any tricks that you can share with me? So I kind of back up to my force fetch procedures there, and that's kind of where I develop all my soft mouth uh, habits there. Um, so I put them up on a table, and everything's like at table height where I can work on them. Mm-hmm. I start with a, my hand and a glove in their mouth, and I'm just holding on until, you know, until they are lightly holding on. I'm going to hold my hand in there, and as soon as they give me that light hold, then I'm going to take it out. Then I slowly start building that length of time that they're lightly holding my hand until they'll sit there and hold it as long as I would like for them to. And then I can switch over to bumpers and do that same thing. Um, so that's kind of where I would do it, is get it, you know, in that scenario, in that you know, time period of training, work through it there to kind of avoid it later down the road. Cool. That's a good idea. Now, is there any point in which you won't take a dog? How old does a dog should – is there a point where a dog's just too old to train? For me, no. So – Okay. My thing is, this is how I pay my bills. If, if somebody wants their dog trained, I owe it to them to do my best. And now I'll be honest with them, say, "Hey, it's going to take longer," and give them an idea. Because mm-hmm. the older dog is, they're more, you know, they have more habits. We're going to have to break. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, I want them to make that decision. I'm going to give them an honest estimate. Hey, here's what I'm looking at. This is what I think we're going to have to do. Okay. And then they can make that decision on their own. Well, tell us right quick how to get in touch with you in case we want to you know, talk to you about training our dogs. Yes, sir. So my phone number is uh, 251-979-3989. 
Uh, you can call or text that number. Uh, we're riverbottomretrievers.com on mine. And we're on, you know, Facebook and Instagram under River Bottom Retrievers as well. Sounds good. I can talk about dog training all day with you, Kyle. I appreciate you being on, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, that was cool. Uh, we're going to be back talking about a NWTF banquet coming up tomorrow night with Kenny Weiss right after these messages. It's a Tide and Tiger edition on Thursday where we'll be having Joe Gaither and Brian Stolch joining us. Can Joel Embiid, the most valuable player, come back and be effective in game number two? That and more on the final drive on WNSP 105.5. The final drive with Corey and Michael. Weekdays beginning at 3 on the Sports Station. WNSP. The Titan 3D Leafy Suit is the ultimate camouflage for hunting. With an 80mm no-see-a mesh, it's very cool and breathable. Plus, the Titan 3D has a double-printed design, water-repellent coating, a built-in removable face mask attached to the hood, quiet soft-snap fasteners, large zippered pockets, and 18-inch zippered legs for easy-on and easy-off over boots. Just slip the Titan 3D Leafy Suit on over your clothing, and you're ready to go. Pick up one at your favorite hunting store or visit LeafySuits.com. Do you have a vision of a golf cart that doesn't exist? Well, the Cart Doctor can make it happen for you. The Cart Doctor's custom capabilities are virtually limitless. Lift kits, paintwork, they'll do whatever it takes to bring your ideas to life. With an unrivaled inventory on site, the Cart Doctor is the one name you need if you're looking for a new golf cart, need repairs, or just routine maintenance. Located at 5683 Highway 90 West in Theodore, or visit cartdr.com and follow the links to connect with the Cart Doctor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Alabama, Coach Saban talks about the process. It's about doing everything the right way all the time to be successful. While at Dex Imaging, we believe in the process as well. Do the job right and take care of your customers to help them be more successful. With locations throughout the Southeast, including Mobile, Birmingham, and Tuscaloosa, put the process to work for your business. Contact the professionals at Dex Imaging. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of the Crimson Tide. We have individual dreams, and we also have shared dreams. Dreams for our cities and communities. Dreams of strong neighborhoods, flourishing families, bright futures. Hancock Whitney isn't just a bank for our clients. We're dedicated to our communities, building them up, making life better for everyone. Because we don't just work here, we live here. So keep dreaming. We've got your back. Learn more at HancockWhitney.com. Hancock Whitney Bank, member FDIC. For 159 years, Wilmer Hall Children's Home has been serving young people in need due to poverty, abuse, homelessness, and neglect. Our programs include transitional living, tutoring, and a delivery-based food pantry. Please save the date for our summer fundraiser, the Kaiser Myrie Memorial Fishing Tournament presented by Lazy Boy, to be held on June 17th at the Mobile Big Game Fishing Club with a way station on Dauphin Island. For more information about Wilmer Hall, please visit wilmerhall.org. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Let's give away a five-pound pork sausage variety pack from our good friends at Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meat. We'll give that to the third caller at 694-1055. If you hadn't tried Hall Sausage, make sure you try it next time you get into the grocery store. Look for it at the sausage counter. All right. Kenny Weiss is with us. He's with the NWTF Golden Spurs chapter out in West Mobile. How you doing, Kenny? Man, just fine. Didn't hear a bird this morning. You didn't. You well, didn't. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old Doug here. He done. He done killed him another one this morning. Ah, uh, just rub it in, man. That's <laughs> terrible. But uh. but I I won't hear him anymore because I'm. I'm done for the season here in Alabama, and uh, but it's been a good year for some, and and for others it's not been. But, but you know it wouldn't be a good year for any of us probably if it, you talk about the NWTF and all the work they've done for 50 years and hadn't been for them. I don't know if any of us would ever have a good season. So. Well, they they you know that's what they were founded on, you know to to, uh, and we we have you know our chapter we really go in heavy on the um, seed program, you know, bring in seed for wildlife habitat, you know, and uh, we get it at a reduced rate. And uh, that's one of the benefits of being a member of our chapter. Yep. Yep. Uh, you can get uh, redu- reduced prices on some corn seed, uh, Roundup Ready corn, uh, I guess some beans and uh, chufas, of course. That's good, yeah. Soybeans, Milo, Roundup Ready corn. Every now and then we get some sunflowers, mm-hmm. uh, and then in the in the fall, you know, we end up getting wheat, you know, at a reduced price. That sounds great. Um, pretty good program. Yeah, it is. Uh, tell us about the banquet happening tomorrow night at the grounds, and uh, how do we get tickets and all? No, that? It's, it's not tomorrow night. It's the nineteenth. Oh, it's, it's the 19th. Okay. Yeah, May the 19th. Uh, we, uh, and it's going to be held out at the grounds of us old-timers, old fairgrounds. And um, uh, we pre-sell our tickets. You know, you can um, go online, look under West Mobile Golden Spurs or get in touch with me, you know. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have um, – Pretty interesting thing. We're going to have 15 all-in packages, uh, $800 a piece, but you'll receive a, a backpack custom NWTF cooler and chances on all the raffles in the room and a special 1 in 15 chance on a Beretta A300 Ultima. Uh-huh. Um, pretty, pretty good thing. And then the gun of the year, that will be on the drawdown is a Frenchie Instinct over and under 12 gauge. We'll be auctioning off game calls for a drawdown there. Good. And we have a, a special three-gun tri-star set raffle, a 12, 20, and 410, uh, all in uh, green leaf camo, and they got consecutive serial numbers. So that's it, something there, you know, and but um, I mean, we got we got several things for our sponsors there. We got we we'll have a um, if you're a sponsor in our chapter, you get a one in ten chance at a a gun, you know, on that. 
you know, we usually have about 30 sponsors, 30 to 40, so we have either three or four sponsor guns there. Um, but And got some, you know, Argentina dove hunt, African safari. Going to have a, a fishing trip, you know, uh, with your previous guest, I believe, you know, old Bobby Aspiscato. Mm-hmm. Um, and auction I got one, yeah, you can win a win a uh, a trip with Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we go. Uh, we'll auction that one off, you know. Yeah. And uh, just to hope hope to raise a little money, you know, to put back in some turkeys. May nineteenth. That's a Saturday night, right? Or is it? Uh, a, Friday. It's a Friday night. Okay. Friday night, and. and uh, the, the, Doors are open at 5, you know, but we'll start serving food there somewhere around 6.30. It's going to be catered by uh, Dreamland Barbecue. Oh, goodness. Oh, uh, boy. Man, they got some good food. <laughs> My wife and I are looking forward to being there with y'all and uh, looking at all the pretty artwork and the guns and uh, enjoying some of that good food, too. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, come to it where they might be a little calling entertainment who knows you know? yeah there's liable to be a couple of good callers there oh <laughs> you know one of them might Maybe. even be kin to you a little bit i don't know but <laughs> I, i've heard them call and they, they're not bad they're not bad <laughs> oh man yeah they uh i wish we just had something to call to man we were sounding good in the woods today man i wanted to gobble it sounded so good <laughs> and it no no turkeys huh. you know well, well, you know, uh, getting back to the to the NWTF, and and a lot of people, you know, I don't care what it, whether it's them or Ducks Unlimited, and some people gripe and grumble, they don't do this or they don't do that, and and we've talked on this show numerous times about the study that that they did about you know the five year study that Alabama and some of the other states did, and it just happened our Alabama state NWTF, I think they poured some pretty serious money into that study. You may know the figures, yeah. but I heard it was a pretty high figure of money that they donated well, to help do this. You know, see what what people don't uh, understand, you know, these banquets that we put on, and I'm coming back to what you said. Uh, the, uh, the banquets we put on, we end up, the profits that made out, made off of them, after all expenses, we send that to the NWTF headquarters. And 57% of monies, the profits, come back to the state and is controlled by our state board. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, uh, and it, so yeah, they able to put some money into stuff like that. They, they help out with, uh, you know, a couple of the calling contests, you know, the state calling contest and also the world. You know, calling contests. They'll help out, and they, and not only that, they Jake's programs. That's the youth programs and women in the outdoors and uh, wounded warriors and um, and even our wheeling sportsmen. You know, our handicap hunters. Mm-hmm. So the money goes, and they use it. They, you know, and they'll put it into uh, land. You know, try to, you know for people to have a place to go hunt. You know, 
pretty good deal, you know. Well, most turkey hunters want to give back to the turkey, the wild turkey, and improve the habitat or do something to give back to, you know, our our passion uh, of hunting the wild turkey, and we want to see them thrive. And, you know, everything in the woods wants to eat a wild turkey egg or a baby wild turkey. So they have a very small uh, survival rate uh, out of a dozen eggs, probably one, maybe two, actually make it to a, to adults. So uh, one of the things that people can do if you're not lucky enough to have land or permission to improve land that you lease, you know, not everybody can do that. Uh, spend the $25 a year and join the Wild Turkey Federation. It's $25 a year to get a great magazine, and uh, your money's going to a good cause. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, they, uh, uh, you know, we can actually sell, you know, it, it's actually $35, but you send the, give them $35 and you get the four magazines a year, you get a one year, uh, membership. And I don't know if the program, I still think is going on, but they'll give you a $25 Bass Pro Shop gift card for joining. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I got that last year and, uh. I, I was like, it didn't cost me but ten dollars <laughs> to be an NWTF because yeah, it, and it's about I, I renew I renew mine every year. About the time turkey season is closing, and that's about the time I need to buy some fishing gear, so, <laughs> so, so some extra worms and whatever yeah. I need. It really come in handy. But but I mean, in, in all seriousness, uh, it, it is a great organization, and it's been around for I think nineteen seventy three. Wasn't that when it started? Correct. It, this was we held the uh, the fiftieth anniversary back in February mm-hmm. um, up there in Nashville. That was um, at the national convention, and um, and you know we uh, got, hopefully hopefully it'll be around for years to come. But you know it, it's good to have that support. You know without without the volunteers. You know if anybody wants to volunteer, please. Try to get in touch with me. If you can't get in touch with me, call Alan or Doug there and get in touch with a, a radio station. They'll get you in touch with me, and we'll put you on the committee. You know, we we use some more volunteers. Absolutely. You know, I remember years and years ago, the first time I saw the NWTF magazine, I didn't even know that organization existed. You know, uh, was around, but I got so excited. I said, "Man, there's people like me out there." Really cool. Hey, yeah. well, hey, Kenny, it won't be long. We'll be going to be talking to you about some other stuff, about some upcoming contests, and uh, and it, it's not going to be and, far off at all. So we look forward to and that. It's going to be interesting. The people we got coming in. So yeah. I'll tell you about that next time. All right. Look forward to hearing about the World Championship. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too now. Thank you. We'll be back next Thursday at noon right here live and in person on WNSP Outdoors.